Alright guys, and we are back. Episode 2, Made on Ridgeway Sports Podcast. Hunter Keister, co-hosted with... K-Mac. Yes sir, back in the building. Episode number 2, another another week of our weekly sports podcast. Coming at you guys Friday night. You guys can see this uh, Saturday morning, as that is our target goal for every week is... Saturday morning, so come back whenever you guys see this every Saturday, and uh, tune in with us as we uh, talk about the week in sports. This week we got a good uh, we got a good show for you guys. Gonna start it out with uh, you know what do you would say, Kurt? A sigh of a breath of fresh air, relief, 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 baby. relief from the Michigan Harbs is back. Harbs is back. Harbaugh in a shocking, honestly shocking turn, especially towards the end. Um, ends up not aligning with Minnesota and decides to come back to Michigan and also has publicly stated to Ward Manuel this will not happen again and this was his last time the NFL meaning that he is Michigan coach until Michigan doesn't want him which I think is huge for the program I think recruiting you know it dropped from 8 to 9 yesterday we, we our only big loss was Henry a defensive lineman who we knew we were going to lose because we recruited Derek Moore. Um, so, you know, you're not really the maddest to lose him. Still would have liked him, but and to end up uh, with the top-down recruiting class, win the Big Ten, you beat Ohio State, and now to start off the offseason, you get your head coach back, um, that's huge. Now it's uh, finding a defensive coordinator is the next on the Michigan list. As uh, I said that Clingsdale and Elston should... Co-DC, Kurt really doesn't look into that too much, as much as I do, but um, with Osborne's departure to Baltimore, you see that, Kurt? Another Michigan man goes to Kurt. Wait, what? Uh, who? Uh, Ryan Osborne was a defensive assistant who was in the running to be Michigan's defensive line coach, and he is now the Baltimore Ravens defensive line coach. Yeah, I had no clue that uh, the assistants went to Baltimore, but... Get back on track with the uh, return of Harbaugh, the big sigh of relief. Uh, honestly, if we didn't get him back, I for sure thought we'd have been in trouble this year, for sure. Yeah, with them uh, already with Harbaugh in the public in the public eye, seeming to to drag his feet, um, with it now being knowledge that. There was just some kind of hold up in the NFL process and like what he was able to do. So, cause I that's what I was getting really mad at. I was like, okay, Harbaugh, you do what you want to do, but you are putting us in a really bad spot the longer you wait and drag us into this process with you. Like, if you want to go there, you go there, but you gotta let us know. Like, we need to we need to start looking again. Um, cause losing Mike McDonald was big enough, and then now to lose Harbaugh in the same offseason would have been a lot to replace. With little time, so uh, big sigh of relief there. I'm, I'm, uh, I like Harbaugh's last choice at DC, so I hope he picks somebody. I know we'll be solid on defense. Yeah, we've always had a good defense with him being there. And Except this, for 2020, but that was an exception. Yep, this offense could be uh, electric too. But I'm, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk about them some more. As I'm gonna get jumping into our next topic, and that will be the. NFL championship round um, playoff. We're going to do a little bit of a review, just a little brief recap of them, uh, starting with the AFC side. 
as I'll let Kurt give his thoughts on the Chiefs and the Bears. Yep, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got a lot to say about this one. All right, first off, first half, the Chiefs were handling Cincinnati. I was, I was, I was so sad. And I was like, oh yeah, they're winning this game. First half, Patrick Mahomes was on the money. Cincinnati couldn't handle it. Their offense couldn't do squat. Uh, but here's where things switched. This is where all momentum switched sides. At the end of the first half, Kansas City botched a huge opportunity. 21 to 10. They had the ball at first and goal, 10 yard line with about 30 seconds. And when they were, they, they literally milked the clock because they were so worried about just, they, they managed that situation so poorly to the point where it went down to third and goal. Mahomes went to the flats with Tyreek Hill, and they didn't score anything. Yep. Five point five seconds left. Kick, take, take the points. You get the ball to come out of the half. It's 24-10. You're up two scores, and you hit the ball come out of the half. No, like the, Bengals the, ball, the, the Bengals had the ball at halftime, right? What's that? The Bengals had the ball at halftime. No, to open up the second half. Yeah, the Bengals And I'm saying the ball- at the end of the first half, the Chiefs could have put up more points. Oh, to, to, to help them into the That was room. huge because yeah. it was it literally since he stopped them from scoring at all. I think that momentum of not giving up points and then getting the ball right C- out of the locker Cincinnati room, felt confident. I think that, like, oh. that saved them because I yep. think they get they give up three there. It's probably like their shoulders are down. They're like, oh, we're down yep. a couple of scores now. All the life is out of Cincinnati stadium-wise too there. And essentially from that point on, since it was 21-3, to the Bengals scored 24 points almost unanswered. Yeah, they did. Because it was three to twenty-one, they end up getting to. It was 24-24 all, and the then the team didn't score any in the second half. They they kicked one field goal, and that was at the end of the the end of the second half to get to overtime. So they scored three points. In yep. So Cincinnati's defense, uh, Mahomes uh, choked second half. Yeah, Mahomes. Eli choked. Apple was getting burned to a crisp, but somehow they made it work. Um, Hats off to him. Hats off to Joe Burrow for making, in his second year, the he, best run I've seen out of a sophomore player they, with Jamar Chase, uh, his emergence in the preseason. I drafted him in fantasy, and everybody tried telling me that he was going to be a bust because he was having all them preseason problems, and I just mm-hmm. I knew he was different, and uh, he cemented himself as what could be a top 10 receiver really fast here um, as they get ready to take on the Rams. Kurt, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the Chiefs and Bengals? Uh, well, essentially, uh, Chiefs choked. Mahomes choked second half. I think he 60 yards passing in second half. They got after him. He kept running around trying to get something, and honestly, they were just holding him down and getting in his face. And uh, well, honestly, the Chiefs, they screwed it up. Little lead. And Joe Burrow just kept extending on third downs, getting first downs with his legs, broke a couple sacks, and the Bengals put it off, like you said, last week, 27-24, game-winning field goal, and they did it. Man, they isn't, did that, it. isn't that crazy? Literally. With the prediction. Um, from my side, I thought that the, the Bengals did the best they could. I mean, they got their perfect scenario, like I mentioned last week. Um, I felt that in the first half, Patrick Mahomes let him have it, and uh, they really could do no—they could do no to stop it. And then, uh, as 
they went to the locker room with all the momentum in the world, as Kurt mentioned, you have to take three there. You're just that's just a cocky play by Andy Reid, and I'm sure it haunts him right now because, in my opinion, they may, they they take their chip shot field goal, they win that football game. I think it's as simple as that. So I think that's a because then most likely, instead of kicking that field goal at the end of the game to tie it, they kick that field goal to win it. Right. Because it was 21-24 when the Bengals went up with about two, two-ish minutes left. And then they drove down. And the crazy thing is, uh, Kansas City got it to first and goal. And they ended up having to kick a 40-yard field goal because Mahomes kept running running around trying to do too much. And so they could have got a touchdown to potentially win it. But they were trying to waste the clock enough to where the Bengals want to get the ball back with enough time to score. So the Chiefs just mishandled this Mishandled a lot of opportunities in the red zone. And so, Bengals capitalized. They got Eli Apple actually almost got a game-winning pick six in overtime, but he dropped it. Oh, yeah, that was a miserable drop. I remember. Yeah, all, he read that all, all the way. All it was three a slant or four route. of us who were watching the game, we all stood up and just kind of sighed. Yep, Chiefs got the ball first somehow again. And uh, quick three and out, but on that third down slant, Eli Apple was, that, that was pick six written all over it. Then the Bengals get the ball back, drive down. Actually, they didn't have to drive down because they got an interception off of Mahomes. He passed it to Tyreek Hill. Jesse Bates slapped it up and then whoop, caught it. And then that was that was a GG. What a game for Cincinnati. What a, you know, happy for them. 31 years without a playoff victory or a championship. Something. Yeah, I mean, it was. Championship, I want to say, without an AFC championship win. Maybe it was like, I think that's what it was. Anyway, hats off to Joe Burrow and the Chiefs. I will now start on to the NFC Championship game where we saw the Rams take on the Niners. Um, Kurt, we both predicted the Rams to win this one, right? Yes, yes. And Kurt's prediction being spot on by one, by off by one point. He predicted 2017 and it was 21. Or no, no. You predicted I predicted. Yeah, 21-17. The game was 2017. Yeah. Ironically enough, I said, because you asked how do you think it goes down, I said the Niners would have the ball last and Jimmy G wouldn't get it down and the man. field. And what do you know? He throws an interception to lose it. In his last game, publicly already talking to John Lynch about wanting a trade, um, I think I'll I'll talk about them and then maybe we'll get into Jimmy G in a later video. We'll save him for some more offseason stuff. But, uh, as I get into this game that he played his last with the Niners, presumably, um, I think that he just proved that he can he can always get them there, but he just didn't really ever have it enough to me to get it done past getting them there. And I think that showed again with, uh, you know, a primetime opportunity, like we just said, ball in your hands, game of the line, you go win this they, game for your team. They had the lead, 20-10 to 10 for most for. A lot of the game, they were in the lead. Yeah. Uh, and then the Rams came back yep. and pulled it off. Stafford played uh Not 20-10, but it was 17-3 to at one point. Yeah. I'd say Stafford played a pretty decent game. Got it done. Their defense stepped up when they needed to. Odell, we haven't, met, we haven't talked about him yet. Stifled the run, but, uh, yeah, if there's a bright spot on the Rams for sure, it was definitely Odell. He went off. Um, Cooper Cup is going to be a top – Three receiver. Um, and so the Rams uh, 
went on to win it and come back and uh some just a crazy game, honestly. The Niners had the they had the game mostly in control for most of it and the fourth quarter came and kinda just screwed it up, honestly. Yep. But so we were right with that, and so the Rams went on, and now they're gonna play at home in the Super Bowl. So back to back Super Bowl home games. Hmm. Tampa made it last year, and it was in Tampa, and the Rams made it this year, and it's in LA. So that's crazy. That'll be next weekend, and I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to talk about them some more in the next week's episode. And we will that'll be the most of our coverage with the game being on Sunday. Um, so we'll save the Super Bowl talk for next week. 100%. And uh, before we get into the next topic, which is going to be the Michigan and Purdue game, I will quickly talk about, because I don't believe you watched the game, right? Michigan-Nebraska. I didn't watch it, no. So I really didn't watch much of it either. I followed it for most of the night, but then I ended up falling asleep. Michigan narrowly escapes Nebraska, beating them by six points. Nebraska is statistically the worst team in the Big Ten. Michigan can't beat anybody, good or bad. Barely beating the worst team is just unbelievable to me. Um, yeah, 85-79 as I pull up some stats. Um, you know, another one that sticks out to me, Jones, 32 minutes. 18 points, 7 of 16 from the field. So we talk about him, like, playing a lot, right? And how I keep saying I want Frankie Collins to play. Collins, 6 minutes, 3 points, 0 of 2 from the field, 3 of 4 from free throw. Hunter Dickinson, he actually played very well. 23 minutes, 26 points, 8, re- eight rebounds, 10 of 15 from the field. Um... Eli Brooks goes 6 of 11. So not the best, not the worst. Um, Diabody's got to score more than 6 points. Need more to him. Um, Houston. Houston, I don't even know how to say his name. 35 minutes, 6 points. He's been really underwhelming as one of Michigan's wow. highest rated prospects. Has been pretty much a dud. Brandon Dodds plays 20 minutes again. Only scores 3 points. Like just a bench player. He would stay on the bench where he belongs. Just a bench, bench um, player. Nobody could really score besides Dickinson, and he pretty much carried them to a narrow win over Nebraska. So, tough game for Michigan, I guess. Um, and as we end off this episode, we will talk about Michigan versus Purdue. Purdue is ranked, I believe, ninth, fourth. Fourth. I'm, that's what I saw the other day. Uh, yep, four, Purdue is ranked fourth in the country. Michigan can barely beat anybody. Um, Purdue is nineteen and three. They beat an Ohio State team nineteen and three. They're nineteen and three. Wow. The last game they beat uh, Minnesota eighty eight to seventy three. They beat Ohio State a few games back on a game winning field goal. Field goal. <laughs> game-winning game game winning field goal. Technically. Game-winning three-point field goal. Um, <laughs> um So they got some big wins. They manhandled. Oh, not manhandled. They beat them by eight. Illinois, who's been also very good. And to put them in perspective, they beat Nebraska, who we beat by six. They yeah. beat them 92-85. to 85, Or 92-65. 
Wow. Cremated. Um, well, I man, it can happen, but <laughs> just from how the season's been, it looks like it's not too promising tomorrow, huh? With the way this Michigan team is playing. Just offensively limited. Yeah. And we're, we're playing we're, we're playing pretty well defensively from what I've seen. Um, but the offense just we can't make shots. Um, we're getting terrible guard play, and I just I still go back to how we're just think I think you need to just redo the rotation. I mean, you're you're almost losing games you should never even almost be in contest with. I mean, you know, I know every any game can you know anybody can win, but come on, let's be real for a second here. We're Michigan, they're Nebraska, they're bottom feeders of this Big Ten conference, and frankly, we just escaped them. Uh, so. I expect nothing less than a 10-point loss unless Michigan finally comes I hope we just stay in the fight. Yeah. Hopefully they can keep this game um, because I'm worried that we could definitely be uh, – I could definitely be turning this game off tomorrow by uh, by halftime. Could be another Michigan State-Michigan second-half whooping. Yeah. Hope that Michigan Who knows? stay in it. Who knows? Um, you just – you got to get better, better play from uh, – from where your guards are, they can't play that bad. You know, Dickinson finally played a pretty good game against Nebraska, but Purdue has some really good big men always have, and uh, always they're going to be a real they're going to be a real test for Dickinson, who just flat out looks to me like got to hit open shots too, yeah, man. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, Dickinson looks like he doesn't want to be down low, and he's going to have to be physical if we're going to be Purdue. And uh, like you said, the the open shots. You just gotta hit those for a chance to win. Just gotta play good defense, hit open shots, and limit the turnovers. Last week's game—that's what it was, really. A lot of dumb turnovers. Just kind of hit open shots, and you're not gonna win basketball. You're not gonna win anything if you can't take care of those things. And they were hitting good shots, so I don't know how tomorrow's gonna go, but. We're gonna watch it, right? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, you wanna come? Okay, I'll be here. Yeah, we can watch it for sure. Probably won't be good, but got to. Yep. Got to. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's the only it's the only sports you're gonna get, and for two Michigan lovers right like this, you know we're gonna be uh, all over that shit, even if they're getting beat by forty. We should uh, we'll find some enjoyment of it. Hopefully, Michigan can keep it a game. But uh, as we start to close this one out, I wanna. Invite you guys to subscribe to our YouTube, like our Facebook, whatever you are listening this to, as we are quickly on to Apple, Apple Podcast and Spotify today, as well as a plethora of other thanks to uh, Buzzsprout. Not not sponsored, just not sponsored. a great program. Spread the word. Spread the word. Um, so we're, we are expanding. We have a Facebook page. I will have all of our links down in the description. But as we close this one out, that'll be it. Kurt, you got any final things to say? Uh, no, I think I think we uh, hit base with everything. For sure, for sure. Should be a exciting week of sports. We will catch you guys next time. And from Made on Ridgeway Sports Podcast, we will see you guys next week. See ya. Deuces.